Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast, where I interview vegans from all over the world so they can share their story about why and how they adopted this lifestyle. I am your host, Richard Arsenault, and today's guest is Irena Pietrova from Odessa, Ukraine, and she's 38 years old. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, and... You should say that I look a lot younger. <laughs> yeah, I should have said uh, 38 years young. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, exactly. yeah, let's get right into it. Um, when and what made you go vegan? Uh, well, I think that it was uh, five and a half years ago. I was and uh, actually, when I have, you know, a slow period in my work, I read a lot or watch some um, interesting videos, TED Talks, uh, self-development stuff. I, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and uh, I noticed that the things I was drawn to, self-development, they usually mentioned this lifestyle. Okay. Basically, that you want to grow, they mentioned it, and at first I ignored it. But you can, you know, <laughs> uh, you can go like that only so far. When you agree with everything that is said, but you think, but that is not for me. Everything is true, but this is crap. And <laughs> it's not working for a long time. And uh, the last book that I listened to, it was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And uh, I was walking around the city and I listened to it again and again and again. And I say it's not about being vegan. It's about growing and being kind. But they mentioned it almost in passing. But it was so, you know, maybe profound. How can you grow when you consume, you know, energy of death and, and mm -hmm. fear, you know, or, uh, I can't say like exactly how it was, you know, but that's how I received the message of what was said. Mm -hmm. And uh, last time that I listened to it, the next day was the beginning of the biggest, uh, you know, fasting period in our country. And even though I'm not religious, I knew that because my grandma was like, she was like really, really uh, poor thing. She, she thought that I was going to hell. Uh, <laughs> so uh, she kept reminding me of that. And I thought, okay, people do that like every year. Can't I do that one time, you know, to see what, you know, it's all about. So I started and uh, well, fasting, or, you know, being plant-based, mm -hmm. I kept consuming a lot of information on that topic. And I'm talking about both uh, uh, from health like point of view and ethical as well. I signed up for a lot of pages. I watched a lot of videos. And when the fasting period was over, and usually it's like it's Easter, you know, culmination of all the, everybody starts eating. Uh, and I understood that I really felt really good physically. Mm -hmm. And only at that moment, uh, 
for me, everything you know clicked in place. I understood. So the biggest excuse that people use and they have, and I also did that, that I could close my eyes to horrors, horrors of the industry because I thought that it was necessary. Mm-hmm. You know how some people say, yes, it is cruel, but you know what can you do? You know, this is life. We need, you know, some stuff. And when it was more than six weeks, I felt amazing. My skin got better. I had more energy. I lost some weight. So there were no drawbacks at all. And I forgot to mention that when I consumed, you know, all the that information, I also got into, you know, cooking blogs because, you know, I have this sin. I love to eat. <laughs> and uh uh, my food has to taste good, you know. Like I, I'm not the person who could survive on carrots or you know other. How people have stereotypes, you know. They ask like, "What do you eat? Like cabbage?" And I say, <laughs> "Yes, of course." And you know, carrots on Sundays. So you know, what <laughs> is good? Uh, and I also I had this, you know, when I decided to try, I thought, "Oh my God!" You know, like what I'm gonna eat. And then when I got into the topic, I understood that basically, well, everything yeah. except the meat, uh, that's it. You know, basically, meat, whatever, you know, categories, you know, it's one product. Yeah. And everything else is plants. So I, even in that short amount of time, I just adapted my cooking and learned about spices and uh, when I got to that point that even the excuse, well, that's a really poor and horrible excuse when people say, well, I like to eat. <laughs> uh, even that was not valid because I eat really tasty food. And anybody who came to my house that was not vegan, they would say, God, woman, you know, like you eat. It's like, why do you thought that I, I was tarmy? <laughs> <laughs> and people went come to you know our family holiday since my parents are also plant based and you could you know like we sometimes take pictures I sometimes even post them on Instagram that you can see that there is no available space on the you know on the table there are different dishes of everything and when people come for the first time they kind of shocked so like you know wow you know like. <laughs> you eat well. It's like, what? Do I look like I'm starving? So when everything got into place, I understood that basically you, if you don't need it even for taste, you don't definitely you don't need it for health. Uh, then you just do that. You participate in all that horror and pain and torture just because you want to. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I understood that I could never go back because this is not, you know, this is not a reason enough. So I didn't give up uh, meat because I didn't like the taste. But I just, I deeply understood that I don't really need it. And using as excuse, you know, I just want to. uh, I have never been a person like that. I have always been against hunting i never understood how you could have a hobby you know killing somebody yeah and basically this thing and this is the same thing you know if you remove you know the myth 
that you need it. That's the only thing that we do that just because we want to and just because we can. And that's, I think that that's horrible because we are stronger, we are smarter. And I think that our intellect and our strength should be used for something good, for compassion, for helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and if you think about it, anybody, I mean, anybody decent, you, uh, you don't get admiration from like cruelty, right? Mm-hmm. When you see you know, any documentary, even in movies, we have these glimpses of kindness. When you know some big macho guy is holding, you know, an animal that uh, he saved, some bird or something, all girls get, you know, all warm and fuzzy inside and are ready to make babies with him. <laughs> uh, well, that's true. You know, you don't uh, get excited about a guy who's going, you know, and killing somebody for fun. Mm-hmm. You just don't. So we all have this, you know, inside, not even capacity. I think it's our nature. Yeah. And I think that all of that stuff that you're doing, you know, animals, that's against mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. And when you come to that, you feel better about yourself until you also understand that it's also not enough. Well, for some people, you feel like you're sitting on sidelines because, let's face it, there are not so many vegans in the world for Mm -hmm. now. Uh, And recently I made a connection why it bothers me so much. I was bullied at school yeah uh well here here it's a relatively new term in our country before it was not identified oh really so yeah yeah we even use english word for that Hmm. bullying because there is no russian equivalent okay uh it was and uh it was so many years ago and recently i worked uh, with uh uh kind of like psychologist new direction in that field to, mm-hmm. you know, to remove from, you know, blocks. And I remembered this uh, uh, situation and I understood that I'm not angry at people who did that. Mm-hmm. I am frustrated or was frustrated. Now I just, uh, thank God I got through it, over mm-hmm. it. I, I was frustrated, you know, with people who were just standing and watching right and and there were so many of them there were a lot more of those people than bullied me those there was one guy who did that actually just one Mm -hmm. and i'm absolutely sure and i was sure even then that if somebody just stood up to him and told him that it was not you know the right thing to do that it was not normal he would stop it because usually those people are not very brave. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, that was like, it was extremely upsetting. And I never made a con- connection that throughout the life, I could never be quiet when somebody who was weaker was, you know, hurting or somebody who was shy, you know, couldn't just, you know, stop even somebody from using them at work. You know, mm-hmm. some people like 
to put their work on somebody else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are such people, I think, basically in any organization. So I could, you know, step in and uh, be uh, a lawyer, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and now I started feeling like really, really guilty uh, about knowing about the situation and not doing anything, but just not eating anybody. Mm -hmm. but, you know, like not feeling and standing and watching somebody being killed is not really, you know, a brave thing to do. There is nothing to admire. So I... I don't really understand uh, people who say it with pride, you know, like, I'm vegan, I'm not, you know, eating anybody. Well, you're not supposed to be eating anybody. Yeah. You know, like, that's just supposed to be a norm. It's like to say, oh, you know, like, I'm such a good, uh, you know, guy, I'm not beating my wife. <laughs> uh, you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you should, you know, put a monument in the, you know, in the middle of the city for me. So I, I started... I like feeling, you know, a hypocrite because mm. I was extremely hurt when I was in school when nobody stood up for me. Yeah. And this basically the same situation, but it is on a much larger scale because let's face it, I was not physically abused. My feelings were hurt. But, uh, you know, I, you know, I survived. Nobody really, you know, touched me or hurt me. Nobody, you know, butchered me. Uh, and there are some absolutely horrible things that are happening and people are afraid to speak up or rather not afraid. They don't want to. Because what will my friends think? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't want to be in an uncomfortable situation. You know, like, I'm not radical as those vegans. You can eat your meat, you know, like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Well, it does bother me, and I'm not afraid to say it, and I'm not afraid to... I don't, you know, call names, you know, yeah. I'm not, but I really, you know, call the thing, because I think that people should make a connection Yeah. between animal that doesn't want to die that is terrified mm -hmm. uh, and its life in absolutely horrific conditions and imagine that that somebody is born to die their only purpose is to die and basically when they're born there is already the date that is set mm. when they're gonna die and that's you know that's what people are paying for and i think that it's not discussed enough it's not said enough and too many people are very concerned about being liked mm -hmm. being being politically correct and oh my god we should not hurt anybody's feelings well hell yeah we should hurt somebody's feelings <laughs> maybe through feelings they would understand how horrible it is because yeah. there is statistics. A lot of people watched Dominion or Earthlings and they woke up right. to, you know, to the truth. Uh, and uh, I think that since I made a decision to become more active about it, 
it's like some weight, you know, like I, it just dropped, you know, from my, I, I, I feel that I can breathe better mm -hmm. uh, through my profession. I teach, I teach English. Well, I'm kind of like, I'm moving into, you know, uh, life coaching slowly, but uh, while I'm teaching English, I have to discuss different topics and you have no idea how difficult it is mm -hmm. to smile and about food uh, yeah. because here majority of people are meat eaters and talking about all the ways how they want to eat baby cows and whether it's uh, you know medium or well done or or something it's just i feel horrible i mean i really feel horrible it's like you know i'm talking about you know eating a dead animal you know it's like uh, people at some point were talking about victims of holocaust mm -hmm. you know when they pretended and they didn't want to stand out they want to be the same as other people they also pretended that it didn't bother bother them well, that's what, that's how I feel. That's what I'm doing, you know, that, uh, and I would like to give that up and not to have to do that ever again, mm -hmm. that I could just, you know what, you know, like I can't make anybody go vegan. But I definitely don't want to discuss, you know, all the you know ways you like to eat your meat. I just, I just can't. And I go, I don't go to barbecue parties. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, you know, why do you care what other people eat? Yeah. Uh, and it's so ridiculous. You know, I said like, I don't care whether they like, you know, hot pepper or, you know, or sweet pepper or, you know, carrots or cabbage. That's none of my business. But when they're eating, you know, somebody that didn't want to die, I can't sit near that and have fun and ignore that it's, you know, just staring into my face. And here it's kind of a big deal. So mm -hmm. if you go to a barbecue, they take pictures with meat. You know, it's all. Yeah, just a bunch of exactly. dead body parts everywhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when people say, like, what, you're not going to come to my birthday? I say, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Uh, I wish you all the best, you know, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the best thing I could do for you, actually, is not to come. Yeah, yeah. And for myself, uh, uh, too. And... Uh, I don't regret my position. Yeah. I don't. Yes, it's... Uh, the circle is tight now. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. But people who are close to me, I threw some vegan, you know, events here in Odessa. We organized uh, some picnics mm -hmm. a couple of years I wanted to meet some people who are like me. I met, uh, you know, a person who's very close to me. It's my best friend, and she she's absolutely amazing. She, they went vegan because of their child. Oh, really? Yeah, the whole family. Nice. Uh, he said that 
the doctor started telling her that she should start giving the child solid food. So mm-hmm. he was like really, really small. And it was time when usually people start giving some sort of meat. And she said that for some reason she felt extremely uncomfortable, even though she was, you know, uh, a meat eater. Uh, she ate everything, mm-hmm. but she felt extremely uncomfortable giving meat to a baby. Uh, and she said that at first she was just, you know, she didn't even know how to tell her husband. She didn't know how he would react. Some people would say, like, woman, are you crazy? You know, the child needs protein, you know, boy. She needs to survive and grow and, grow and everything. And uh, when she told him that, he said that he had the same concern. So they decided together to explore the topic, and they uh, uh, removed all animal products. I believe they still sometimes they eat honey. They buy yeah. from some local people. Mm-hmm. They took off all the other on um, their plate and their child is so funny now he's five you know <laughs> and recently he uh, saw uh, neighbors having barbecue you know and they oh, were yeah. you know there were some sausages on barbecue many people it was fun and he said like I also want you know a sausage or something and uh, Alona said uh, honey like this sausage is made of a cow. He said, like, I don't want a cow. I want a normal sausage from wheat. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny, you know, like for him, it's, uh, you know, like it's ridiculous how you can make yeah. a sausage, you know, of a cow. Yeah. So he's like, I don't want a cow. I, I want the real normal stuff. Yeah. So it's all here, how we're raised. Know, yeah. So in his, like, this is already a generation like of vegans that you know for them not normal is made of meat yeah this is something ridiculous like he said like i don't want that i want normal stuff and (laughs) we were so so funny and she also she uh had another baby and that one the pregnancy was so uh, on uh, uh, like vegan diet, and she delivered a perfectly you know healthy boy. Now he's four months old, and he's growing so fast. <laughs> uh, he is okay again. You know, debun- debunking all the myths. Mm-hmm. You know about not being able to do that, and uh, also you know like I sometimes ask her questions because people ask me about being vegan and. Uh, it's also not, it's interesting, not only answer questions from some articles, but actually, you know, having a real life example. And a lot of people are concerned about, you know, calcium and other stuff. And they say that when the woman is pregnant, she has really problems with teeth. Mm-hmm. And my friend said that she actually had it better with plant-based pregnancy than the one that she had the first time. Right. And that, you know, both boys are very healthy, extremely energetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so she <laughs> needs help sometimes because it's like ugh. yeah and, uh, i can't i can't wait to see generations of of kids there's just more and more and it just makes yeah. me happy when i see parents you know either on social media posting about it or whatnot and i don't know it's just really cool to see that these kids are growing up vegan and you know they're even spreading the word and and, and sharing it around and getting their friends to <laughs> to realize at a young age and that's what we need we need to start young and you know yeah and i think it's amazing that you know like that mostly those people they approach also you know at uh, uh from ethical point of view mm -hmm. i mean not just you're not eating that just because but you know like this is an animal and animal is not food yeah they even you know recently also we loved because her boy loves cartoons who doesn't you know and uh, in the cartoon uh there was a moment where a pie was being cooked and they cracked an egg and he was like oh and uh, she's like uh tima can you crack an egg she's like no 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 there is a baby chicken there you can't crack it turn it <laughs> off want to watch it <laughs> he was like really upset he like a little boy said turn it off i don't want to watch this you know like, yeah. you will watch something else you know later and he wasn't even five at that moment yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty crazy yeah. <laughs> and i think that if uh, you also enforce that with uh, you know some contact with animals when they really see them mm -hmm. when they see them as real beings then it they would never have you know because sometimes they you know say that okay if the person grows up, they can make any choice. You know, like you can't make them stay mm -hmm. on, uh, on this path. But I think that it's not a matter of forcing somebody, but if you edge uh, in, you know, in this way that you show compassion, I mean, they would never have in their mind to eat a cat, for example. Yeah. You know, or a dog right because it's just simply not done mm -hmm. so i think that we need to develop the same kind of you know sensitivity to other animals especially farmed animals mm -hmm. and it's possible like going just instead of the zoo which is also let's face it not normal mm -hmm. uh go to you know take a trip and go to a sanctuary yeah where they you know, horses and cows and pigs and chickens uh, and uh, see them and, uh, you know, hear stories about them from, you know, caregivers and uh, they always have so many. Yeah. They have for every animal. They know some behavior patterns, some weird stuff that they do, some surprising things that they do. So they really give them identity. Mm -hmm. And when somebody as an identity, a face, and a name, it's, you know, you have to be some sort of, you know, serial killer to see them as, you know, as food. Yeah. Or like a potential. So I think that, but it's all in our hands. That's yeah. something that uh, 
we, I think that we, people who are aware, we have a responsibility to do something. Right. Because uh, people who haven't woken up yet, well, they're not doing anything yet. And mm-hmm. people who have, I think that we have no right to just stop at not eating. That is not enough. Yeah. It, it just, it just not. And I think it's a lot more important than sparing somebody's feelings. And uh, I also think that, you know, if you tell the truth and your friends stop being your friends because of that, well, they were not such good friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Right. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like if you went if you went vegan for you know that reason, you know why you went vegan for the ethical reason. So, um, and you probably most likely wouldn't want anybody else to eat meat as well. But if you're hiding and just doing it on your own, it's kind of well, it slightly defeats the whole purpose in a sense. Not the whole purpose. Like I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing that you are also vegan and that you're not contributing to that yourself. But the whole fact, the whole point as well too, is to help others get there and, or at least show and just spread it around in some, some way that you can. I'm not saying you have to get out there and do all the activism, but. (laughs) I agree that not all people can be forceful and direct, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's not in his nature uh so i think that whatever you can do for those animals and there are a lot of things for example almost nowadays in all you know developed at least countries there are sanctuaries that really need every single cent so Mm -hmm. i for example have one and they even have a program that you can sign up for whatever you can, and there can be, you know, some small amount of money withdrawn from my, your account to uh, this, uh, you know, place, and they're taking care of horses, uh, cows, you know, chicken, pigs, uh, etc. So you can even like you can help financially. You can spread the word, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or mm-hmm. whatever. You can show the variety of, you know, even food to debunk the myth that if you go vegan, you're going to starve or eat carrots for the rest of your life. Yeah. So there are many things. Maybe not, you know, not all people can do, you know, more forceful activism. But I definitely think that if you fully comprehend what is happening Mm -hmm. and you are vegan, not just plant-based, because plant-based for health, it's just plant-based. Yeah. Plant-based people, yeah, they buy leather shoes. They, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they buy, you know, tested on animals' products. Yeah. So forth. So, Go watch uh, Rodeo, which is probably yeah, one of yeah, the worst so, things you could ever pay for. Yeah. So uh, if you are Really, when you fully comprehend, you know, the seriousness of situation and the magnitude of it, I think you just owe it mm-hmm. you know, to those animals. You know, they deserve, they deserve somebody to speak up. Right. And there are many people already, but there are certainly not enough uh, for now to, to make big 
difference. So every every voice counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single action, uh, it does matter. And as I said, like you can take care of animals, you can volunteer at those shelters, you know, and even post stories. Even like uh, you know, giving identities to those animals that uh, are usually perceived as food. That's mm-hmm. already bad, you know. Some people, they just as soon as they see a real, you know, like animal there. For some people, that's it. Like that's a turning point. That's the beginning when they start digging in that direction and eventually come to that. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do, I think that you know, like you should find your thing, you know, like which speaks to you and do that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody who she is, I am. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's a way. There's a way. Um there is always a way. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit and what would you say your diet looked like uh, before going vegan? Uh meat on top of meat on top of meat, I would say. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of meat, eh? Yeah, I was a real, you know, like, uh, if I very often I meet vegans, they say, like, I never loved meat, like, anyway. And when I learned, uh, you know, that it's not necessary, I thought, thank God, you know, like, and I just stopped. <laughs> I was not, you know, I loved meat. I loved the texture, the taste of it. You know, I loved everything about it. Uh, mm. So if, uh, some person says, oh, my God, it's impossible because, you know, I, I can't live uh, without me. You can. Yeah. People can live without their, you know, limbs. Yeah. <laughs> just need the right information. Them. Yeah. You just, also need you know, it like, to click. You just, <laughs> yeah. You just have to make a decision. So yeah. I just like. Before I went vegan, I started, you know, like I got interested in food in the right, you know, basically like combinations, like how to, you know, that you have to eat even meat with a salad, you know, not with carbs. Mm -hmm. So I did that for more than a year. So it was a lot healthier than it was before. Right. But that was... uh, you know, strictly, you know, of course, health-related, you know, decision. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that it was better for my body. But then when I went uh, uh, vegan, like my diet has changed like drastically. So like, what what do you eat said, now? What are your some of your favorite meals or anything like that? Oh well, like I can't say like uh, that I cook a lot. So I just have, I haven't renovated my apartment for a really long time, but I have well-equipped kitchen. Yeah. So that is important because, uh, you know, uh, I can't uh, spend a lot of time on cooking. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, a lot of, uh, I, uh, well, in the morning, I always start morning either with some type of fruit mm-hmm. or it's a smoothie. Nice. It's been uh for, for years and I try to not eat breakfast too early so I give my body time for you know self cleansing mm-hmm. uh, so it's not earlier than 11 
mm-hmm. uh, more often even noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I start with that, and in a couple of hours I can eat uh, some, you know, beans with vegetables, but always some fresh salad, you know, like on the side. So my food at home is usually pretty simple. It's just that I have a lot of uh, herbs and spices, and I know what I like. So basically, put anything on the plate. I will add my favorite spices, and they're like, <laughs> I'm yeah. set to go. Uh, and I go out. I usually order something that I would not uh, cook at home, you know, like because I just I don't understand spending several hours on cooking mm-hmm. and then eating in 20 minutes. That's just yeah. beyond me. And that's why I go to a restaurant and all those, you know, lasagnas and other, you know, stuff. And uh, if uh, talking about, uh, you know, when I go out, I love vegan lasagna. Just love it. Nice. It's been it's been a while since I've had lasagna. That's for sure. <laughs> well, I'm very surprised. It's just that in our city, there are no really like vegan places. Oh, OK. There are veg- yeah. Right. Uh, and... Uh, like two and one serves fish so whatever that is yeah. <laughs> so, when i saw it on the menu i was very surprised and uh, it's like it's delicious and i'm a foodie you know it's delicious to me but my friend you know if she says it's good you can serve it to the queen <laughs> so together and she also really loved it so i know for a fact that is <laughs> really really good nice. uh, the only thing that bothers me in that they have a parrot mm-hmm. and since even before i went vegan i never understood you know the concept of a bird in a cage right uh they're like the birds that are born to fly and they're extremely sociable. They need, you know, communication, their own. Mm-hmm. And this bird is never quiet. So when you come there, you kind of on the background, you're always aware that in the same place, there is, a, you know, a tropical bird sitting in a cage Yeah, where it's not, where it's not supposed to be. Right. I know, like, one get, you know, uh, people say that I'm extremely sensitive, and I can. When I watch movies, I always cry, you know, that's yeah. uh, that's in private. Hey, I, I cry too, you <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, e- either, you know, when it's something bad, that's understandable, but when yeah. it's just something sensitive or romantic or whatever, it's just, I do that. Uh, but in this case, I get like I'm not crying over it. It just bugs me. It bugs me a lot. And you know, like I don't. I think I'm more angry than upset. Yeah. Uh, because like I just I'm trying to, and I understand that people are different. I, I'm trying to, you know, to see the other, you know, side of it mm-hmm. but somehow i can't and even i mean even before i went to vegan there were some things that i didn't uh accept that's zoos you know caged animals for fun 
Yeah. And you know, having birds at home, it's a bird that is sitting in a cage, an animal that was born to fly. Yeah. I know when you mentioned that, it just really hit me hard because I almost forgot about that. Like I'm thinking of all the other animals, but I forgot that people have birds for pets and not that they just have birds for pets, that they're in this tiny cage. And like you said, they're like, it's almost like something I never thought of. That's like so ridiculous, almost worse than other situations because we're keeping something that's supposed to fly from not flying at all. It's like their only thing they actually do, you know, yeah, they do the exactly. most and there, you know, it's crazy. It's just that maybe, you know, like I've always, if you think of an animal that, you know, when they say like, if you were an animal, you know, what would you be? And I would say I would be a bird. Oh, for sure. Same here. <laughs> you know, like, like flying, you know, for me, it's like magic. Yeah. You know, that can be in the sky, literally, you know, like uh, seeing all that and maybe because I also associated with incredible feeling of freedom. Yeah. Uh, and that's like that's how I always, you know, like I, I felt about it. And that's why when I see a bird in a cage, that's for me it's such a, you know, like I can't even to words. Like I, yeah. I never could understand. It. I never could, you know, understand how people can, you know, take pleasure in it. Mm -hmm. uh, I do. Yeah, I do have animals at home, and if you think about it, it's not as natural either. But yeah. we kind of, you know, we domesticated those animals, and mm -hmm. none of my animals are bought. They're all taken. Yeah, from somewhere. <laughs> now they rule my life. Uh, I'm just I'm a cleaning person, you know. Like I'm just cleaning person and person that takes them out. Yeah, but we have some, you know, uh, freedom. In, you know, one of my cats actually he goes outside, and I don't know where he wanders. Uh, the dogs are taken, so they have. And let's face it, that they would not survive without. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a human taking care of them at that point. You mm -hmm. know, they're they're not what. So that's different. And I also think that that should be dealt with. That uh, uh, that people should move toward not breeding animals and make, having it as a business. Yeah. Uh, but if you compare, I'd say from all the animals that are perceived as pets, I think the birds have it the worst. Yeah. Because very often they, it's a single bird, which is also not natural for them. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they live in big colonies. Mm -hmm. in, in, and some of the birds, some types of birds, they have a partner throughout their entire life. Yeah. So, and here, this is an animal that is sitting all the time, having communication with some other, you know, species, which they can't communicate to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's very sad and uh, people just you know, don't yeah. get it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that, yeah, like breeding animals just... 
just the thought of that is, is just sounds kind of crazy. <laughs> it's like we wouldn't, we breed ourselves naturally the way we want when we want, but we don't collect humans and breed them between each other for something, for like some sort of our own benefit to sell or but to we eat. Did. But we did. We did. And we thought that it was barbaric and it had to stop. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, in types of slavery, they could. They could choose partners. They used to sell children, mm-hmm. you know, operate families and, you know, whatever, you know. And we understood that it was absolutely horrific. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's extremely shameful that we had that in mm-hmm. our history. But for some reason, the same principles don't apply to animals, and yeah. nobody can explain why. Yeah. Like, really, you know, if you ask the question why, nobody gives you actually justifiable, you know, like, answer the view, they, oh, yeah, you know, like, I can, you know, get, you know, nah, you know, they, they just keep, you know, saying the such bullshit that they're not as intelligent as, uh, and you think, okay, you know, I'm not that arrogant to think that it's not possible that somewhere in the universe there is somebody, you know, stronger and smarter mm-hmm. than we are. Yeah. And like, I owe that possibility. So then with that logic, and let's face it, compared to them, we can be, you know, like, like chicken and pigs to mm-hmm. us. You know, we can... Was very so they could come and say, "Oh, I like your hair," you know, like that would look nice in my purse, or whatever. Or it's like, "Oh, you sing so well. Let's put you in a cage, and you will sing for my guests." Or, <laughs> or like, "Oh my God, you're so cute. You can speak. That's awesome." Yeah. Like I mean, theoretically, it is possible. How we would see them as monsters. Yeah. Right? We would see them as complete monsters mm-hmm. that they would. Uh, but maybe, you know, killing our babies would improve their skin. Who knows? Yeah. But we are not as smart and we can't speak their language, what we think or feel. So why shouldn't they do that if it, you know, fits mm-hmm. their purpose yeah. and if you then go further to that if we look at our planet we are the main reason why it's dying so if somebody comes here and just makes a logical decision just logical period nothing personal just business mm-hmm. they want to you know to improve this situation and basically that's what humans would do if there was some other species doing to the planet what we are doing, you know, and we thought that it was practical to kill them all, somebody would push a button. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, like, we, or maybe you would be, you know, we would vote and majority would vote for pushing that button. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is horrible, but it's survival. So <laughs> we have to, right? Like, yeah. that's how people think. 
so that's what we do and uh, if somebody comes here and decide well okay this is a beautiful planet i want to save it but here are those parasites you know that in destroying this planet oh this is a logical well i'm very sorry this is a bad thing to, to do i know but yeah way out the options i guess yeah yeah <laughs> that's uh, uh yeah i mean if we apply our logic to things that's how it would go yeah and if why this kind of you should not even be upset about this outcome that's logical yeah yeah it's uh it's a hard one i mean like we just the way history came you know to now is is just uh like a slow process and then where we are now it, it just everything that we've done has just become more normal and more normal and accepted and it's just kind of hard to turn that around after thousands of years of of doing it so there's not really any way to yeah. prevent it maybe but to do it now and make the connection is is where we need to focus on and just change that around because now i think in today's society is where we clearly can see and we can clearly adopt a vegan lifestyle and avoid all that suffering and that harm um maybe in the past we couldn't it was just more part of eating and we were out in the wild and and doing the things but and then eventually we find out that oh well we can breed these animals and it makes it easier and we can have more food and then that just become normal and now we're like i just think that maybe it was supposed to happen that way but right now we're supposed to like become better and more efficient and more connected to nature and things because i think with time we've disconnected ourselves from nature and disconnected ourselves from the living beings that we're killing so now is the time to to uh you know try to make that connection again and, and and switch over because we know we know it's possible now and it's just getting easier and easier so that's the direction we need to go because it seems to be a better answer or the way to go to be healthier and to you know not have so much pollution and, and all these things and the environment and all that you know, in this world, we're just, I think we've just brought it way too far. And this is where it's like the turning point. We're like, okay, more and more people are realizing we actually don't need this and we can do better without it. But in the past, maybe that was not as much of an option, you know? Well, I think that, you know, uh, that's such a strange excuse when so, oh, you know, primitive people or, you know, like in Middle Ages. Are you in Middle Ages? People didn't used to, you know, yeah. wash themselves a lot. Exactly. You know, Middle Ages. They did a hell of a lot of, you know, things that you don't do. So why mm -hmm. do you connect to this specific, you know? Yeah. They were all killing each other absolutely yeah. freely there was no law against it mm -hmm. the strongest the fittest you know i like your wife okay you know i'll off you and the wife is mine yeah let <laughs> you know well there will be one bit you know no overpopulation uh yeah so 
I mean, that there is a such a strange argument to use that. They did a lot of things, and also other people say, well, we have always done that. Well, at some point, people could say we have always had slavery. Yeah. Well, the way you said that, we've always done that. We haven't always done that. Yes, maybe we've always eaten animals, but look at the way how we do it. We don't do it anywhere near the way it is. We're just creating more suffering and we've just we're the way we're doing it is just doesn't make any sense. If anything, you should just be going out and hunting your own meat if you want to eat meat. That would be a little bit more like we were doing it in the past. But people that just go to a supermarket, just buy whatever, they don't even think anything, they say, Oh, like you just said, Oh, we always did that. No, you never always did that. You didn't go to a supermarket and pick up this piece of dead flesh wrapped up in a plastic, uh, you know, and not think of it. You went out and hunted it and thought of it and you create a ritual around hunting the animal and everything. It was not just, you know, this already chopped up piece of animal that you could just buy and away you went and eat it and not think of it the next day you know a lot of people don't just they don't want to be logical about it because if you think about it i don't even think that we have always done it because at first we needed to figure out uh you know the tools yeah we were not born tools so at first it still were plants because let's face it we don't have the speed right yeah like we don't have like chase a rabbit you know go you know do it (laughs) and it's i think that if it's already with some advancement a person that what if i try to eat that you know like i already i know how to kill it you know what if i because First, you had to figure out that you have to kill it and you have to cook it. No other animal cooks uh, their food, Mm -hmm. right? So you had to kind of, you know, go through that process. And if you look at a child, we don't have an instinct to kill. If you look at a cat or at a dog, even though they have been domesticated, for you know, God knows how many years they have this hunting instinct almost from the moment they're born. Mm-hmm. As soon as they're, you know, they open their eyes, they can focus. They have an instant instinct to chase. That's why you know, like the cats, they they play with something and with their, with their food. When my dogs see a bird, <laughs> something crazy happens with them. You know, like they're just. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look at the, you know, like I really loved way. Oh my God, I don't remember this vegan activist. He said uh, during his uh, uh, Urofsky, I guess, uh, Gary, Gary, Gary. He said, okay, you do, yeah, like do an experiment, like put a bunny, you know, in the crib and (laughs) an apple. And he said, yeah, the child eats a bunny, you know. Uh, and plays with an apple, I will eat a hamburger, you know, live on TV, you know, with cheese and everything. Yeah. Because it is not natural. We don't have this instinct. Mm-hmm. That is here, you know. Yeah. We it for some reason that we needed 
to do that and we moved maybe into some places where naturally we were not supposed to be yeah yeah because yeah people originated in places where there was enough of plants for us to eat but of course if you move to the north pole well there are some struggles with plants yeah yeah that's the reason you know, like why they eat uh, that so yeah i'd say that Many arguments, if you dig, uh, they don't hold up. They just don't. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'd say that also if people just take it that it's not necessary. No, it doesn't matter. The past, you know, what we did, what we have done, always, not always, now, not necessary. Mm -hmm. And killing without necessity it's barbaric. Right. It's not normal. It's against, you know, like our nature, you know, it's against any, you know, values, principles. And I say that if every person who loves eating meat, if they had to kill their food, mm -hmm. there would be a movie in this world. Yeah. Because not every person can kill even a chicken. I sure as hell know that I could never, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, there is a video, you know, like, uh, uh, made, uh, like a guy comes to a restaurant when his friends uh, invite him mm -hmm. and they say, like, oh, God, it's awesome. He, uh, I think he orders some ribs or something and, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, called to the back room and they give him a knife and yeah. say, you know, you know, kill the pig. Uh, and and he gets shocked and, you know, like he's enraged and upset and everything because uh, uh, it's also hypocrisy. Even people who eat meat, they would consider a person who works at a slaughterhouse a monster. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Uh, most people. But he kills your food. Yeah. Yeah, like if you were, let's say you were put in a building, even from a young age, where you didn't know about people eating meat or whatever, like, and you were, let's say, or on, in a world or in a building that had all the, the plant-based foods, all the plants, all the fruits, veggies, everywhere, every, every, every food that you really need, like, you know, you got plenty of plant foods, but then you also you got animals running around, you know? Like, like you said, the natural instincts, I think that you look around and you find all these foods, these fruits, these vegetables and all sorts of things that you can eat, you know, you wouldn't just naturally go for, oh, I'm going to kill this animal when you already know you have plenty of food. It's just because the foods, the animals or the body parts are already there in the supermarket for you to buy and you don't need to think of it. And then you are, you know, told that or you're trained to, you know, eat animals from a young age. So it just, you know, becomes so normal. But like you said, it's the instinct, you know, is, is not there yeah, for us. Yeah, there is so much information around it. So... 
people really stick to this, you know, like the strongest excuse that they have, they really, you know, they mm-hmm. prefer to think that it's necessary. Yeah. Most of them don't even think, they prefer to think that it's necessary. Yeah. Like, like I don't know if you have ever had, I had such conversations with people and it's uh, interesting, I've noticed, even if you, you don't start this conversation, it just, you know, like somehow it, you know, like gets oh, yeah. discovered, yeah. you know, that you're vegan and they start, oh, I could never have done that. You know, like I really like meat so much, blah, blah, blah. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> I'm not justifying you why I'm vegan. Why are you? And you're not telling that to your meat eating friends. You're telling that to me. Yeah. You're trying to use it because you don't feel comfortable about it. Yeah. You know, like you like have you noticed like many people just start talking to you, you know, like about or or start, you know, telling you, Oh, you know, like I knew a guy who knew a guy and he was vegan and he died. And I <laughs> like, oh you know I said like, Well, that's surprising, you know. I thought that vegans never die and you know, like now you just you know, you killed my day. <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, so they have this urge to you know like to justify their eating meat to do even if you don't start this conversation yeah not all but many people do they will say something yeah i i could never do that uh or you know like or i love meat so much or i'm you know like i'm an athlete i need my protein i never asked you why are you telling It's like another, it's like another uh, hint, basically saying um, that there's something in there that's telling them that what they're doing is not right, or they feel the pressure from you because they know you're not doing it. So they kind of, like you said, just try to justify it without you even asking or saying anything. But it's like, if you're just naturally going out and saying that, then what is it? What, What is that pressure? Why are you feeling that way? You know, maybe you should explore that feeling. <laughs> exactly. But they want to just, you know, like, I, I don't want to know that. You know, like, I don't want to think about that. And I also noticed that, you know, uh, mostly, like, my circle of friends, it has changed, not only due to my, you know, just cutting off some, you know, people, which, I mean, rarely happens. Usually it's just people who prefer to be negative and complain all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't tolerate that, uh, you know, like in my life. Uh, but uh, mainly I do communicate with people. I just, like, I don't want to go to seek help with you. I don't think that it's mandatory to be, you know, like friends and to, so we just, we can go to a park, we can go cycling, we can do other stuff, we can go to the beach, but I will not go to some place that is built solely around, and I will not go to barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed they don't want even to go somewhere that I would see them eating. They don't feel comfortable yeah. in my place. Yeah, I've had friends say they didn't want to go pick up a burger or anything because I'm there and they kind of feel awkward or weird. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't feel awkward or weird if I pick up a vegan meal in front of you. Like I'm eating with <laughs> you and I'm perfectly fine picking the vegan option on the menu 
but you're the one feeling guilty. I don't know. Where does that come from? Like, you tell me. <laughs> I, think, I think it's guilt. And uh, I kind of like with time, we just lost touch with a lot of people, Not, but not because uh, I, you know, specifically, you know, like stopped, you know, reaching out. They did because... Uh, you know, food is a cultural thing. So mm -hmm. when you go to hang out, naturally, you know, you eat something. And uh, it's not that I all, I'm always in somebody's face. Like, oh, you're eating a burger. You know, like just sometimes I want to, you know, get off that, you know, topic. And mm -hmm. I, I, I do allow myself to just, you know, for now, ignore it. But they can't. Yeah, totally. I mean, they they feel uncomfortable going and having a meal with me, even when I'm not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just my presence and my existence proves that it's possible Yeah. to have other choices. And then just in my presence they become more aware that there is piece of somebody in their food. Yeah. They don't want to they don't want to think that they don't want to feel that and mm -hmm. that's why and I think okay but I'd say that a lot of amazing people came into my life too that yeah. I really uh, absolutely really in awe of mm -hmm. how much they you know time you know they dedicate how compassionate they are how driven they are mm -hmm. it's you know Puts me to shame often, yeah. <laughs> and I better. Uh, so that's uh, you know that's good. But as I said, I I have never uh, regretted even for one single moment. And I think that those people who are meant to be in my life, they will come back. Yeah, you know? for sure. I've, and if they don't, I have a bit of a difficult, uh, you know. Uh, I was close with my sister mm -hmm. always, and now, now I'm not. And though I don't speak to her, and I still like I love her very much. And he, she, and I think that the reason why is also because I have this that I'm just a reminder mm -hmm. because she. She is like me in many ways. She loves animals. She's an extremely compassionate person. She also, you know, she picked up two dogs, you know, in the street. Mm -hmm. uh, one with damaged paw and she, you know, she loves them to pieces. But this is the thing that she still has. And I think that whenever, you know, uh, we are she's more aware of uh, you know of my lifestyle and she just doesn't want to think about it yeah and i had to i had to just you know accept it and let it go mm -hmm. you know now we read each other we sometimes speak on the phone but we are definitely not as close as we used to be yeah and i i hope to god that she will come to that yeah i was actually Surprised when I listed on Facebook that I became an organizer for Anonymous for the Voiceless. She's the only person who liked that post. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe tell her to come come help out and get a feel for it. 
Um, I think like she's the person who you know she, she needs to come to to that or wherever. She could know, she could uh, she could hold a laptop. You know she doesn't need to talk to anybody. Oh. She could just hold a laptop and watch people's faces when they when they view the videos. You know maybe that maybe that would spark maybe. something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think that uh, despite you know like my things, she's the person who needs to come to to things on on yeah her for own. sure. Uh, but uh, you know the yeah. fact that she does follow me still because I post a hell of a lot of you know pretty <laughs> vegan forceful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and since she saw the the post, it means that she's still following. She still sees, mm-hmm. you know, what I post. Yeah. So maybe it, you know. Well, it's not. It's, it's not everybody's time. Sometimes it's just like you know, we try to talk to people and we feel like they do understand and they kind of get it, but they're just not making that switch. Sometimes it's just it's not their time. They just need, uh, you know more time to connect or there's it's just it'll line up one day and hopefully she comes around it's all okay when you think about it you know like in this terms but you when you switch the language Mm -hmm. right and you think okay you know like it's okay you can stop killing you know like you can do that next monday and you know until next monday well that's life I mean, if you really, you know, turn on the truthful language, because, you know, like, that's abuse, that's rape that mm-hmm. is happening, that's babies from their mothers. Yeah. That's, you know, you know, exploiting those mothers for years, you know, as machines, and then butchering them as well, screaming and kicking and all everything. If you put it to that perspective, and they say like, oh, okay, you can, you know, make a sweet. It's okay that you can stop murdering babies, you know. Now you can do it later, mm-hmm. because that's what, you know, that's why, you know, like, I know that from, you know, people's perspectives, you know, like, well, I can do it. I'm not ready. But if you turn on the, you're not ready. What? Stop killing. Yeah. So I mean, it is like. I mean, if you put yourself not in shoes of the person who's doing something wrong, because it is wrong, whether the people are aware of it fully or not, killing is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it's awful. Yeah. And if you put yourself in the place of a victim, and if you think that you are advocating for those poor suffering beings and that this abuse actually is protected by law yeah yeah that's a that's right? one of the big sad parts but yeah but if you put yourself there in their shoes i think that you would feel upset about radical vegans that are screaming on top of their lungs that you should not be killed yeah you want there to be more, you know, to just, you know, charge in and save you. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be saved. Yeah. That's bad. And if you turn that language, that 
even now when we are having this, you know, peaceful conversation, every single second, they're dying. Mm-hmm. They're dying. That let's if you think about it, they have a lot more sensitive noses. So all the bullshit about humane slaughter, they feel. Yeah. The blood. Like that's how they know. They feel the smell of blood, and you cannot, you know, take that. So even if you do that quickly, by the time you do that, they are already terrified, and on some level, they know that they're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, that's it, like, death camp, torture, you oh, know, yeah. concentration camp, all together. Yeah. And when you put it from that perspective, and you say, okay, let's be nice to people who do that, you know, they can't do it fast enough, because they're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, if you were the victim, you would say, "What kind of crap is that?" You know, <laughs> that's what, that's how you're trying to save my life, really. Yeah. Yeah, I that, know. That's it's... how you. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty sad because I mean, some people are like, "Oh, they don't suffer this and that," but like you said, when they go in there, they smell it. They see the others that are already dead or that have been cut up or or any of that. There's there's that sense of fear and, and they're scared for their life. Like when that moment's gonna happen. Yeah, maybe that moment is short, but it just proves that it it just shouldn't happen. Like why are we continuously putting them through that suffering? Whether it doesn't matter if it's like big or or a short amount of time. Like it's. It just shouldn't yeah, happen. Just you wouldn't you wouldn't want that for humans, whether it's big or small. You don't want anybody to suffer a little bit, you know. So it's like, why would you want to do that to animals? It's Let's insane. put it this way: that you don't want anybody to die prematurely, even if somebody is killed in their sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or if they if kill them in their sleep, it's okay. They didn't know anything. Yeah. So they didn't suffer at all. Yeah. And some people say, oh, well, the animals don't have, you know, the capacity of really understanding what's happening and whatever. And they kind of just try to, like, justify it in a way that they just don't have the, the, you know, they just don't see it the same way. You know, our brains are way more advanced and way more complex than theirs. So, you know, but really you have to give them the the benefit of the doubt that maybe they do like we don't really know the full uh capacity of their brain so it's like let's just give them the benefit of the doubt that they do see and kind of feel it and sense it in a way that we do you know if we were about to die or if we were about to you know if we were suffering and stuff like that so i think that's what we have to do that they have different logic, that they don't have such a long, you know, that they can't analyze mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Doesn't take the basics because yeah. anyone has been close to an animal, mm-hmm. any animal, they cannot deny that they do feel fear. Yeah. 
that they do feel pain. Mm-hmm. You know, on cat's tail, for God's sake, she will scream. You know, yeah, murder. Yeah. You know, and I and I go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and like, of course she's in pain. And look at those people who are, you know, like sometimes angry and they scream at them or something. The animal runs away. Runs away. Why? Because it's afraid. Right. Yeah. That's just that. And if you also, nobody can deny that they have extremely powerful sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Right? And when it's blood of their own, they get terrified. That's what basically saves their lives in the wild. Mm-hmm. That's how they were created by nature. Yeah, like they have this self-preservation instinct. Mm-hmm. They want to live. Yeah. That's that. I mean, I think the basics, killing somebody who doesn't want to die, that's bad. Yeah. Period. That's it. Done. <laughs> yeah. and so, uh, you know, whether they can speak our language, they have our logic or not, you can clearly see that they don't want to die because mm-hmm. an animal has even stronger, you know, instinct of survival. Right. Very small number of animals can commit suicide. Yeah, you know, like that's reserved for, you know, for for people, by the way, for dolphins and orcas who commit suicides in those, uh, you know, places where yeah. they are forced to perform uh, that other, you know, horror show that we also do and pay our money to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, an animal loses, you know, part of a body and they still try to survive. Right. They, you know, they will still try to breathe, to, you know, to run away and, you know, the last breath. That's how much they want to live. Mm-hmm. Despite, you know, physical limitation, the damage, uh, they suffer, whatever. So I think that already, you know, like, uh, that's what we do. They don't want to die and we take it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is, that's, that's them speaking. And despite, you know, like, even if you don't think like that. So if you can't ask, you know, they can't consent. You can say whatever bullshit, you know. There are some halal, shmalal places <laughs> uh, where they say something. They were created by God to be sacrificed. They are completely fine with that. What? Mm-hmm. You interviewed a goat and it told you that it wants to die? Like, how did you decide that animal kind of it? Yeah. They, uh, and if you think about it, they do such a horrific thing that they earn their trust. Mm-hmm. And they kill them. You know, they make them relax and then they cut their, you know, neck open. Mm-hmm. And they... Like it's, uh, they even sometimes they, they post those videos, you know, on so people could see how clean yeah. everything is and how it's done. And if you analyze it, there is even 100 times 
wars. You know, there are really, you know, monsters, you know, that like they don't feel anything or what. Mm -hmm. In this case, you're gentle. You earn its trust. You are the only, you know, being that communicates with them. Right. And this end goes with you because it doesn't expect anything bad. It feels safe. And then you do something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's you know some you know that's some serial killer shit. Yeah. Just it's with it's just with animals. Yeah. But I think that if you can do that with a trusting, because for me they're like children. You know, when when the small child cannot express, this is the level of trust you get from an animal when you get relationship with that animal mm-hmm. and look at those stories it can be even the bird when they come back to the people who saved them and released them and they come back year after year after year mm-hmm. there is something we don't know about them right there is something that we haven't discovered and we can't act you know uh and it's not God. You know, in your religion, they claim that God is good and pure and kind. Yeah. Where is kindness in, in that? Mm-hmm. When you keep that poor animal in captivity, in horrible, you know, uh, conditions, not giving it, you know, any taste of freedom, of grass, of sun, of, you know, that it was, you know, supposed to have in life, and then you, you know, kill, like, billions of them yeah. to satisfy taste buds. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe that's, you know, let's not forget that, to make money. Mm-hmm. Which I actually think it feeds two industries, meat industry and pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Well, it's like on the on the whole God, you know, God put the animals on earth for us, but like, okay, but for us, for what? You know, some people say, oh, to eat. And it's like, well, I don't think he specifically said that. And even if we decided that that's what it was, I think there's just more to that. It's like, yeah, maybe we ended up eating the animals when we had to or whatever. We didn't have much food so we had to turn to something but it's also here for us to also learn that we don't need to kill them that we we can learn around that and become you know one with them like you know so it's i think there's just more to that whole that whole saying as well right it's not just strictly oh it's here for us to kill and eat and that's it it's like no Maybe, maybe part of the starting of it when he did say it was that, but I don't think that's the whole meaning behind it, you know? People just you take know, it I too... If you take the Bible, and in many places it's uh, metaphorical, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of a lot of things, you know, like are hidden there, and because I, I'm not religious, I'm a spiritual person, mm-hmm. uh, but thing that it's written from you know humans perspective yeah so it's just you know like a point of view 
I really don't think that no God would be so cruel to yeah. create an animal that solely purpose, you know, of it, you know, to be, you know, killed and be eaten, mm -hmm. then why would God create an animal to be able to suffer? Yeah. Like maybe then God would create an animal who doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Who doesn't feel fear? Yeah. Like you know, it's plus plus the animals that we eat didn't exist back then. They're completely different. So we're not even eating the animals that he did put here. We've basically, you know, we've these. Huh? Yeah, we've basically bred them and created these domesticated animals. You know, so it, it's just a lot of things that don't make sense in there, but. <laughs> well, you know, I'd say that even if people start, you know, digging into the Bible, and I know that a lot of people, there are people who are religious that are vegan, and they, mm -hmm. you know, went through, and I know that if you put two of those people together, they can argue different verses, mm -hmm. where actually some people found that people were supposed to be vegan according to the God's will. Right. If we all that alone nowhere in any religion it was that you have to eat meat yeah to, you know like for god to love you or to approve you or yeah. to take you to heaven uh, like that's i think for point. that you're supposed to be a good person right, right. yeah that, that's mandatory but nowhere it said that if you don't eat meat that's it you don't get to heaven you go to hell <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, you know, so the only thing that even if the Bible allows it, you know, if you can, it doesn't mean that you should. Mm -hmm. Like, that's they're not synonyms. Yeah. You know, like, in this case, you can do many things, but you, you don't. Right. That's you know like, that's why you know like there is uh, you know there is simple logic behind it. It's uh, it comes to you know to your choice. Do you want to be a part of it? You know of this industry or you don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the you know like the objective you know like and the, the most important things that first it's not necessary. Like at this day and time, it is not necessary. Mm -hmm. So if it is not necessary, then it comes to your uh, choice to kill or not to kill just because you want to, just mm -hmm. because you can. And there is no shoot behind it. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> um, so back to a slightly yeah, a different... What's that? To talk to a vegan. That's too easy to talk to vegan about it. Because <laughs> yeah, we just we just agree on it. No, <laughs> no, but it's fun yeah, because, because it's it's good though because you've said quite a few things actually that made me think and that you know I wasn't realizing or just a different perspective of seeing things. So this is one of the reasons why I love to do these interviews and talk to people and, and see, because there's just so many ways of looking at things and, 
You know, like there's things that you've said that I would have never thought of saying to somebody if if that situation would have came up. So now I'm like, ah, oh, like that that's really good. Like it makes sense. Yeah, well, you know, I recently talked to a person who really opposed it. Uh, they called it like radical activism or being too forceful about it. And sometimes mm -hmm. people, you know, they break law. And uh, I said, you know, like, for example, I could never go to a slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. Like, just no, I watched the earthlings and yeah, I think it damaged me enough yeah even though i watched when i already was vegan because i felt that i had to right i felt that i had to watch it you know to know what exactly i was contributing to you know uh before mm -hmm. uh, i know that i would not be able to go there to look into their eyes and know that they're gonna die to hear the screams you know so like i i could not But those people who are the most forceful and aggressive, they do. So they open their hearts like completely, you mm -hmm. know, wide open. And I think that it changes you. Yeah. It changes you like for good. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes from. They feel frustrated. They feel helpless. They feel that they're screaming and screaming and fighting. And they basically, yes, they don't think about your feelings or my feelings or other people's feelings. They're thinking about the feelings of the victims. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about the animals that they saw and that were, you know, murdered. And to show the world the truth, they go into those places and put cameras. Mm -hmm. So know what's going on, which is, by the way, Against the law, because nobody wants to, you know, show that. Yeah. Everybody wants to be, you know, and to show a happy cow. Yep, exactly. You know, on the on the label. So the so even when I went, you know, vegan just in the beginning, and it was, you know, just I started my way. I never ever judged those people because. I, at least for now, I don't feel strong enough to do whatever they're doing. Yeah. Uh, think, you know, I, I would just fall apart. If I watch a romantic movie and I can cry my heart out, I can imagine, you know, like what would happen to me in in that place. And that's why even when some, they can be rude to, to people, they can be, but that's, you know, That's out of love, but coming from, you know, uh, a place of wanting to release, you know, the, the suffering, you know, mm -hmm. the, to, to stop it. So I never, even when I disagree sometimes maybe with methods, although like I rarely do, I mean, they can be short with people. Right. They can. Uh, it's just because they, it's not enough energy sometimes to, mm -hmm. 
you know, to do that and to be, you know, all nice and shiny to everybody. So you just, you know, you just can, you know, give them some slack and more of that. And that goes to, you know, to vegan activists for farm animals. And the same goes for volunteers that save, uh, you know, homeless uh, cats and dogs. They can be sometimes extremely driven and forceful and sometimes even write, you know, some really like angry posts Mm -hmm. because we go, we don't go to those places. They do. They do go to shelters with bad conditions, not enough money, you know, like or food, or they save those animals from abusers. Mm -hmm. And I think that to abuse an animal you have to be like a real monster. Yeah. Just, you know, because it's so helpless, you know, like if you compare it to a human being. So unapologetically using your power to, you know, to exercise, you know, your frustration. Yeah. On, on somebody that you are supposed to protect. That's horrible. That's why, uh, there is never judgment from my point. And I, I try to make people understand that make they, you know, get upset. And I say that that's where it's coming from. That's mm-hmm. coming from seeing a lot of suffering and not knowing how to stop it, when it's going to stop, and if it's going to stop in their lifetime. And they all understand it and they all think about it 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard way to live. Yeah, for sure. So I give my respect to them. And if they want to be angry sometimes, well, (laughs) I think they can. Yeah, for sure. They can. They should not be ashamed for that. This is, you know, human thing. Yeah, doing that kind of work would be a little bit hard not to, to feel some sort of anger when you're right there in the front lines, you know. Um. So... You mentioned that your parents were also vegan. Um, I heard a little bit of that story earlier before the, we started the podcast. Maybe you could uh, share a little bit about how that happened. And uh, yeah. Well, uh, by that time, I had been vegan for maybe a year or more. And <clears throat> my parents really supported me. So I didn't have such hard time as some people do uh you know sometimes you hear that uh uh people really struggle with their families there was nothing like that it's just that my parents said that good job you know like we support you but we can't do that yeah (laughs) yeah but then uh there was this uh my mom just out of the blue decided to go and do some blood tests yeah, and I know that it's more, you know, like a regular thing, you know, like annual checks, you know, like in mm-hmm. English speaking here, you go, you know, to the doctor when you feel that you're dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you feel okay, people don't go. And yet just mom said, like, let's go check. So her tests, you know, were just fine. And my father's were bad. And they, you know, sent him to the doctor, to another doctor, and he discovered, you know, like a really, you know, 
serious liver condition. Uh, he had, uh, I'm not sure if I pronounce it well, even in Russian, cirrhosis. Uh, is it correct? I don't know. Okay. It was like four uh, And the mm, next one would be transplant. Uh, here in Ukraine, it would be impossible with our, you know, financial situation. Mm -hmm. It would be just, uh, next stage would be funeral. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, we were all in shock. Uh, it's... Uh, my parents never were 100% like healthy lifestyle, but they uh, uh, never, you know, drank too much, always vegetables, salads, mm -hmm. fruits. Uh, there was enough in diet, not too much fried food, uh, never junk food. They're not into, you know, going out and eating in those uh, places. Mm -hmm. We were just really... Uh, the doctor's theory was that during his operation many, many years ago, uh, he contracted a, a virus. It was a common thing here. Oh, okay. And, and since then, it was killing his liver bit by bit. Mm -hmm. And we uh, didn't know. Uh, and... Uh, when we find, found out, I had just uh, came back from uh, the very first vegan festival in Ukraine. Okay. Uh, and and I went there also. I decided really suddenly. I saw on Facebook that it uh, was in Kiev, and I didn't have any vegan friends at all. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. And I was for communication with somebody who was, you know, uh, uh, on the same page about because I was like an alien uh, uh, here for for more than a year. Mm -hmm. So ticket, I rented an apartment real close to uh, the festival, and also uh, it was an interesting thing that. Uh, just before that, I was introduced to Happy Cow. Okay, uh, yeah. Site. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, you know, what kind of person would, you know, create such a thing? Why Happy Cow? Why not Happy Bunny? You know, Happy Piglet or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of animals are, you know, killed. Yeah. And you know what? The first person I meet there is Eric who created this site. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was walking down the street and trying to find this place because it was kind of hidden, you know, inside so you couldn't see the, the sign or something. Mm -hmm. And he was walking from another direction and he was like, he pointed his finger to like, he said, you, like, I know you're vegan and you're looking for the same place. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we met. Nice. And then he told me the story of, uh, you know, creating this uh, uh, amazing, uh, you know, site for yeah. vegans. It was nice. So just just so, just to let people know what Happy Cow is, it's a website and also an app where you can search anywhere around the world, wherever you are, and it'll show you... Um, um, 
vegan restaurants, like fully vegan restaurants in a different color and in a different colors, all the, the uh, vegetarian restaurants. And it also shows you, um, just normal restaurants that have vegan options or vegetarian options. And you can go and you can add to it and post on there so that it becomes, uh, better and, and more accurate. So I just wanted to, to say that so people knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with your feedback, there are also tons of recipes, the recipe section as right. well. Uh, but yeah. And I like it that it uses GPS. So when you turn on the app, it not only shows the restaurants, it shows the closest place to you. So if it's... you're really hungry, you can just <laughs> go for the you know option that you find. Yeah. Uh, uh, so this festival, it was like two days thing. It was the um, weekend, and uh, they had a zone for lectures. So there was food court, mm -hmm. a lot of dishes, absolutely, you know, amazing uh, vegan things, whatever you could think of. You mm -hmm. know, the sweets, the cakes, the raw stuff, you know, cook stuff, just. Uh, blew my mind beautiful music and the lectures and i registered for lectures too because i needed also more knowledge mm -hmm. of that and uh, uh where they had lectures they also had several just vegans sharing their stories how they came to that uh even people with vegan children as well shared their journey uh it was interesting and there was a very young looking nutritionist you know like that's how they supposed to look yeah. she looked like god <laughs> and she looked young and I, at first when she started speaking i thought like what the hell you can know about you know life and food and whatever <laughs> she looked you know like she looked 20 yeah and you know absolutely gorgeous uh and uh, I listened to what, you know, she had to say. I took uh, a business card and I be befriended her on Facebook. And, and then I came home and in a month we found out about my father's condition. Mm -hmm. When I heard what the doctor uh, <clears throat> told them, and we really did. We found the best doctor in Odessa who treats uh, liver conditions but her knowledge on nutrition is still kind of like many many years in in past in the soviet union stuff mm -hmm. and with that i said okay let's do her medication stuff so the plan plans to treat uh, diet will be created by proper clinical nutrition so mm -hmm. I contacted her and I told her that is that and that, you know, we had this sort of situation. Do you uh, work with such people? And she said, of course I do. Uh, she gave me a list of tests that I was supposed to provide. And by then, my dad already did all that because he mm -hmm. went through, you know, doctors and doctors and doctors. Uh, I paid for consultation, and the first thing that she told uh, my father 
is to forget that animal products exist in this universe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some very good advice. Yeah, that's the, you know, that's a translation, but pretty accurate. That's exactly what she said. Yeah. She, she said, like, <clears throat> not limit, but forget that they really exist. Mm -hmm. Of course, no alcohol, that's a given, you know, not even sniffing. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, in the family, it was like that since I was a child. If somebody had some limitations in their diet, we all uh, did that together. So that person would not feel that they're, you know, different or that they're missing out on something mm -hmm. uh, or that they're sick. We just adopted, you know, this, you know, this kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. and so, uh, uh my mom and I stopped drinking alcohol, not only at home, but in general with, with my father. Yeah. Uh, and I was already vegan, and my mom supported this uh, uh, decision. Mm -hmm. uh, at first, she was very stressed uh, uh, because she thought that my father would not do it mm -hmm. because it could be very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I said, oh, that's not about me, or one time is okay, or something, you know, some crap like that. Uh, but my father saw how upset she was uh, by, you know, she thought that with all these limitations that it was not possible to do. And he said that he would listen, you know, every single word, you know, that everything would be okay, and mm -hmm. he did. And... Uh, you know, when you have such a condition, you do tests all the time, like every month. Yeah. Whether the treatment is working, it's for a virus, and for the liver, once in some period of time. And they did this liver test. I don't remember. It has such a fancy name, even in Russian, many words. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they, like... Uh, check the liver on all the you know like kind of like levels what type like what level of uh degradation or whatever how it's called uh, uh it is and it was fourth stage and in two years it was second and the doctor was shocked she she said that she has never had such uh, fast progress hmm. uh the only thing that they didn't listen it's the diet. Right. And the funny thing is that, you know, at first she was stubborn about it because she could ask sometimes what they were eating. Mm -hmm. And they would say that, uh, is that like my mom listens to advice that many vegans say, and they say, just don't tell doctors that you're vegan, right? Yeah. Because... Because if you do with any, even if you come with headache, they will say, oh, well, you vegan, what did you expect? Yeah. Uh, they will not even try to find the problem. So if the question doesn't come up, she doesn't say. Yeah. That's basically what we all do. Uh, well, thank God I don't go to doctors, but if uh, the uh, I had a neck problem and... <laughs> I did, but I'm, I'm telling you, if I said that I was vegan, he would not even try to fix my neck. Yeah. He would say that, well, because you're vegan. Yeah. Uh, 
he would she would ask and they said that we are plant-based and she told something like your liver will not recover it needs at least some type of meat she uh, advised sort of what they call diet meat whatever mm-hmm. it is like uh, bunny uh ducks yeah maybe turkeys as well like more like white meat kind uh, yeah, of thing that- Yeah, yeah, and my mom would come naturally, you know, conflicted uh, because this is a good and very reputable doctor in her sphere, and she has some success rate, mm-hmm. and veganism uh, is not that common. And by many um, doctors here, it's you know, like kind of like it's the same as to say I'm a voodoo priest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like it's just you're doing some bad magic. Yeah. Would come, you know, and of course, since uh, my father listens to her a lot, that's a lot of responsibility when you're making decisions that is health and probably life. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, those visits she was doubting herself whether they're doing the right thing and i would give her the phone and say like call you know call the nutritionist that you know told you to do that and she would say you know go forward everything is okay no she was like you know napoleon bonaparte you know you know everything will be And my mom would come down, and then when they got that result, the doctor said, like, are you still doing that vegan thing? Uh, and my mom said, yes, of course we do. And actually, uh, next couple of visits, the doctor really asked for herself to know what exactly they were eating. Yeah. But to be fair, It was not just vegan, it was healthy vegan yeah. diet. So no sugar, you know, uh, uh, all the junk. No, no junk food, uh, basically no uh, canned food, no convenience food, uh, mm-hmm. nothing has some mysterious ingredients that mm-hmm. you have no idea what they're for. So that's all. Just a lot of whole foods, eh? Yeah, like, uh, and pretty simple. Yeah, like, it's, mm-hmm. like it's uh, beans, some pork, flax seeds, uh, uh, salads with, salad with every uh, meal, mm-hmm. sprouts. Nice, like they, yeah. they do a lot of, uh, you know, sprouting. Yeah, those are uh, good. And uh, smoothies for breakfast. Mm-hmm. We actually, like... Uh, When people see how much food we buy, they think <laughs> that we want to open our own store. Uh, just there is a market. So um, during the day, they're just you know regular people buying in small amounts for you know their you know homes. But at night, uh, the most interesting stuff is at night. Uh, all those trucks come at night, and people who sell during the day, they buy that stuff at night. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 
So we would, uh, you know, go. And my my dad has a minivan, and we buy like for me and and for them. And my neighbors see that my father, you know, carries okay peaches, ten kilograms, you know, like grapes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> some other stuff there's uh, in in summer that's you know like that's really interesting and they keep you know like washing okay he would go five times to bring all the stuff that i bought for myself mm-hmm. so sometimes it does like uh, i'm opening some uh, uh, store on the side yeah <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, food uh, a lot of people also have this myth, you know, like uh, I hear, of course, you know, like you have a good salary. You can go vegan. <laughs> uh, but if you think about it, it's uh, foreign stuff is expensive. Yeah. You know, like that is brought. Uh, and substitutes are, I mean, sausages, you know, but it's not necessary for the first a year even more maybe even yeah for the first year of me being vegan i didn't even know about those products oh really yeah i just i never you know i didn't look for it uh and i just i knew that there was there was an online store mm-hmm. and it was based in another city so you could uh, order the delivery, but I never bothered. And when a store from them opened here in Odessa, I didn't know about it because I was not looking for it. Then when I discovered it, I sometimes buy this stuff, but I can't live without it. It's just, you know, to for fun. Yeah. Because definitely it's not super healthy. You know, yeah. it's processed foods and it's like, uh, Let's be honest, vegan sausage is also crap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of a lot of shitty hidden ingredients in there as well. Well, uh we have some stuff with pretty you're clear what it is and yeah. the ingredients are not that bad. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely the purpose of food is to give you energy and you know proper nutrition mm-hmm. so vegan sausage is not that mm-hmm. you get what you need from simple food yeah from processed food and it's true for both you know like for animals products and vegan as well but if you want to have it sometimes uh you can and uh, i think so basically you can eat junk food when you're vegan too. So if you want to not give a shit about your health, you can do that being vegan as well. Mm-hmm. That right. will be very tasty, you know, a whole variety of textures. And I'd say that the diet can be for any income. It can be cheap if you buy local yep. products. And, you know, uh, the fruits and vegetables that are in season at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even like can... even like dried beans or even if you want to do the canned chickpeas or canned beans or whatever. But you can even go cheaper and buy the dry stuff. You're just going to soak it and boil it in water and the next day, like, it's a piece of cake and it yeah, just makes well, so much food. Yeah, I, 
I I buy at the market, so as I said, I don't buy canned food because there are ten yeah. spoons of sugar in every can. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want to do that, so I just buy uh, dry food. And mm -hmm. if you want more variety of salads, sprouting is uh, possible at any season, and it's cheap. Oh yeah, and super easy. And so many vitamins uh, there and different tastes. You can, you know, make your salads very interesting. Mm -hmm. And how many different, you know, even uh, sauces for your salads and for different foods you can make from simple. Uh, well, here the cheapest seeds are sunflower seeds. Mm -hmm. They're very cheap. Yeah. I don't know what there, but it's like every region has, you know, you know uh, stuff just put different uh, spices and herbs and you will have completely different taste yeah uh, and uh, there you go like you can you can have it every day something different yeah and i do not believe that if you not i just know that it's not true that if you eat the things that are local and that are, you know, like in season now, uh, that it would be uh, more expensive than you would be eating a regular diet. Mm -hmm. That is simply not true. Yeah. Uh, yes, if you want to buy uh, plant, you know, milk, for example, or different substitutes that are already made, it will be more expensive. But by the way, the milk can be done at home. If you have a blender, it's very fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. It is pretty easy. It take, yeah, it takes five minutes and you can have, you know, the, I, I would say even the benefit is that you definitely know that you don't put any shit there to preserve it. Yeah. And you can make any amount that you need at this exact moment. So it, you don't have to put it in the fridge and you get, get all the nutritions that you want. You want a glass? Make a glass. Yeah, very you, true. You don't have to make uh, uh, more. So mm -hmm. it's just... Uh, all lack i would say that it's all lack of imagination that's a problem yeah. for people uh and that's surprising because open i was just curious because i was answering you know different questions i just put vegan recipes in instagram yeah so many oh it's loaded it's yeah. endless yeah i actually you know because I am a foodie, and with this, you know, coronavirus crap, my um, schedule went to hell. So I started kind of overeating at night. So I yeah. need to lose some weight. I deleted all those recipes accounts <laughs> because when you when you open, you know, your Instagram at 11 p.m. and you see something so gorgeous and. <laughs> <laughs> mouth watering you know and it's not just picture it's a video you know that you just want to dig in yeah makes you just, hungry and 
Yeah, and they make, you know, there are accounts that they make extremely beautiful and delicious food with, you know, simple stuff. Yeah. So, on, if you like to cook and you like something complex, there is that. You want something simple, there is that. And step-by-step-by-step by step by step instructions. Mm-hmm. That's so easy. I think that now we live in such an age that it's, the easiest thing to do right yeah there's ebooks there's books all over the place you can get for some are for free some are cheap some are maybe more expensive but yeah there's plenty there's so much information it's insane (laughs) yeah exactly and i mean like that as i said like if you don't know what to cook you just you can just find Facebook, Instagram, whatever, for yeah. free. People are sharing this information for free on YouTube as well. Right. You can, you know, like, you can, uh, nowadays people even say not Google it, they say YouTube it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to read, somebody will tell you a recipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) Tell you what to do. And you can choose a blogger to your taste. You want a girl, there will be a girl. You want a boy, there will be a boy. Yeah. Uh, You know, straight, gay, you know, like, you know, athletic. (laughs) You can even choose who will, you know, deliver this information. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. Well, that 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 leads me in my in my uh, my next question. Um, what what would be your top advice for people interested in adopting a plant based lifestyle? Information. I'd say yeah. that you know that uh, information and be open to it. Be open and be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think. You are completely honest with yourself. That's, I believe, you know, like as they say, it's so simple, but it's not easy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I loved that phrase from my favorite, you know, uh, speaker. That's, you know, like when she said, so be, be open, be like, enter some uh, uh, vegan groups on Facebook. There are groups uh, that, uh, you know, for vegans and those who are interested in uh, uh, lifestyle. And I'd say that uh, I know that it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hard to watch uh, information that is about ethical side of this thing. Right. But I think that it is necessary to really see with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh will be sad it will be difficult it's quite co- possible that you're gonna cry uh but i but think crying that is good, our so. <laughs> yeah but i mean i think that our capacity to feel pain this is basically what is pain it's a mechanism of yourself right mm-hmm. i mean the most condition that the human being can have is uh, like it's uh, absence of pain yeah so they know what is dangerous so if we are talking about 
emotional uh, stuff. That's what keeps us human. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, tells us that something is inherently wrong. So if you watch it, and as I said, you can examine it from different uh, angles. And uh, by the way, worldwide, like health organization, they already said, I think several years ago, that vegan diet is possible for any stage of life, including pregnancy and infancy. So it's not just vegan talking. It's by doctors that proper vegan diet can be beneficial for uh, any stage of life. So there is really... I think a person should, you know, think about it really seriously and ask yourself a question. If it's really not necessary, what reason can I have not to go vegan? Mm-hmm. And honestly ask those questions. Because let's be honest, we always have, you know, two, you know, kind of entities talking in our minds. Right? As one of my friends said, yeah, up to three people talking in your head is okay. Three, you need a doctor. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you always have a dialogue, right? When you want to make some decision, when you think, okay, should I do that? Another voice of course you should, you know, you can, you know, you should go for it. In this case, when you ask yourself why I should not do that, can you honestly say that there is a valid reason to not go vegan? Right. Like, honestly. And you go from there. And I think that also searching for people who are vegan, I mean, reading their stories, Mm -hmm. listening to podcasts, uh, getting into community, uh, reading about uh, people of different professions, athletes uh, as well, it helps. And I'd say that if you are on social media, it helps to, you know, to follow pages and people mm-hmm. that talk about health side of this, uh, you know, thing and ethical side as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will keep you, you know, you'll keep your eyes on the ball, uh, so to speak. <laughs> and that if uh, if it is like that, like as as for me, that it's important for you to eat uh, really nice food. And as I said, I, I love to eat. Then get into, you know, some you know, cooking blogs and see what people can do. Right. Uh, I'm that at first you will be extremely surprised mm-hmm. because I think that all of us who went vegan, even at first when we decided, everybody had a question, what the hell am I going to eat now? <laughs> yeah, I know. Eh? <laughs> a lot of the a lot and of the same things you already eat, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But for some reason you think, oh my god. What am I gonna, you know, eat? And there is even a little bit of panic there. <laughs> you know, okay, the decision is made, but you're like, what now? Uh, and you're kind of mentally preparing yourself for the rest of your life eating something really unpleasant, yeah, or neutral. 
you know, so you're kind of thinking that you are not going enjoy uh, food so much as you used to. And I'm saying that you will enjoy it even more yeah. because when something is absolutely delicious and you also know that there is zero of suffering involved, uh, that tastes so much better. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> all levels. Yeah, it's a, it's a different type of feeling, I guess. Yeah, because now you don't block anything. Uh, because I'd say that a person who's really, really enjoying it, he keeps all those gates closed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to think about animals. It's not an animal, it's a piece of food. So there is, you know, that dome mm -hmm. yeah. over uh right that exists it's in place so on some level you are always aware that there is something outside mm -hmm. but uh, when uh, you adopt this lifestyle you can you know just throw it away you don't need this dome any anymore right and guilt-free and, and so more doors start opening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More doors start opening. Amazing people come into your life. Uh, you, and say you become more connected. Mm -hmm. um, at least for me, uh, as I said, because I always loved animals and felt the connection but i absolutely agree with many activists you don't have to love animals to do right by them right you know you don't have to love a person to not kill them mm -hmm. right it's just you know <laughs> it's not normal to kill them that's it yeah but because i do and i want that connection and i like it I don't feel, you know, that I'm a hypocrite anymore because I can honestly say that I love animals. Mm -hmm. Because before the correct version would say it would be I love some animals. Right. Because you can, you know, like love animals and wear them on your back, you know, and put them into your stomach and pay for them being killed. Mm -hmm. That's kind of very tough love to <laughs> to handle but now i can i can go you know i i can enjoy you know the the contact with those animals that i tried to tried not to think about and i think like have you ever been you know like have you ever uh, communicated communicated with a cow that's not a sentence that you say every day <laughs> I mean, I think that they have such, you know, it's like a person looking from those eyes mm -hmm. at you. I mean, when when you are close to, it's, uh, I, I, I can't even describe it. And uh, now you can, if it's something that, you know, that you are drawn to, now you can do that guilt-free you can explore it you can help you can have contact and as i said you can meet so many people that will 
just blow your mind on many, many uh, levels mm-hmm. that are selfless and kind and compassionate and driven. And I mean, like all the best qualities that you can you know, expect from mm-hmm. human being and some more that, you know, puts you in a position when you think, okay, I should do more. Yeah. Yeah, totally. For and sure. That's the most horrible thing that can happen to you, you know, like you can decide to do more. That's the worst thing that that's going to happen to you. Yeah. You will meet people that will motivate you to to be more uh, active. So right. That's the that's the only big minus. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was fantastic talking to you and uh, hearing your your story, and uh, definitely glad that we got you on here because there's a lot of good stuff has been said. So I hope uh, I hope our listeners really enjoy this one. And um, but before we go, um, where could uh, people find you on social media, or if you wanted to? Well, share. you can properly, you know, pronounce <laughs> <laughs> my name, my surname. Uh, I'd say that I'm pretty easy to find uh, on uh, on Facebook and on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, the spelling even is uh, the same. So yeah. If you have my name in your in in I mean in the name of this uh, episode of For sure. podcast, well, that's me. Yeah, I'm very easy to to find. Awesome. Just just by your name, that's makes it easier. Yeah. It's not uh, banana ten underscore. Chocolate three four five. No, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I, 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 prefer, I don't know why, but I always, you know, liked, you know, the the simplicity. Yeah. Of, uh, just um, uh, and surname. Right. Right. Um, cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, like I said, thanks again for being on the podcast. It was nice uh, meeting you and talking to you, and um, I'm sure. Thank sure you. We'll, for it was interesting yeah it was interesting to talk to a like-minded person and i would say that a bit unusual when the person agrees with you all the time (laughs) yeah Yeah, very true yeah so um hopefully um your uh, av um group there since you've you've mentioned to me earlier that you're a, a new organizer for the anonymous for the voiceless so good good luck to you on that i hope that goes well i'm sure i'll see some some pictures on facebook and stuff like that so oh you will you will awesome all right cool well you have yourself an amazing day yeah you too actually night here you i guess day right you it's probably pretty late Yeah, well, my dogs have already started eating my couch in protest. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, well, you should probably go, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you very much. It's cool to talk to you. Awesome. Talk to you later. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you guys could leave me a review, let me know what you guys think. If you guys have any suggestions, ideas, anything at all, because that would help the podcast grow. And again, if you guys haven't done so already, please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes each week. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace and love to you all.